Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey guys, welcome back to Socialette. This is another bonus isolation episode. And I'm really excited because today I'm chatting with a good friend of mine, Morgan Spencer from Martini Mondays. We're chatting all things crisis comms and running a business during these crazy, crazy times. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Steph. Thanks for having me. Oh, so excited to have you here again on the podcast. Although I think last time we recorded it, we did it face to face. And sadly, that is not an option right now. I know. I'm definitely missing um, all our face-to-face catch-ups, that's for sure. I know. It would be so nice to just have like a glass of wine in person. How nice it'll be once we can. (laughs) I'm almost like all Zoomed out. I feel like our days are filled now with like lots of Zoom calls, but it's not the same. But it's so funny though, because it's like, oh, sorry, like I can't, I've got to run. I've got to go to another Zoom call, you know, like (laughs) it's literally all we're doing these days is Zoom calls. (laughs) totally so how are you finding everything with you know being in isolation with business with life all of the above oh it's definitely been chaos the last couple of weeks and I think just getting used to our new normal because who knows how long we're going to be living like this for um but I'm quite extroverted myself I'm like an extroverted introvert yeah so I love like time alone but like I crave um social interactions and just having conversations with people and I'm very like people focused so I think I've found that hard like not being able to see clients face to face or friends and just go have a coffee and just be able to go to one of my favorite cafes and get lunch to bring up the day it just feels very strange yeah I I do that I feel that like I, I'm also, I guess I'm kind of similar in that, yeah, I'm an introvert, but I really enjoy connecting with people face to face. I've never really been one for phone calls or zoom calls or all of that. So I've had to, I've had to get used to them pretty quickly. It's been different. (laughs) Totally. I, um, on the weekend I gave like my office a big spring clean at home, trying to make everything as, as nice as I can. And I got some new house plants. So I think it's just trying to make the best of the situation. Um, as as much as we can, I guess, and get through this. So, yeah, yeah. we've just been supporting all of our clients with um, all of their crisis comms, which has been really great and busy. It's great to be in a position where we can help so many people navigate this uncertain time. Yeah, for um, sure. And putting our PR skills to good use as well. So Yeah. Um, so, actually, before we dive into what crisis comms are and, you know, like what people need to know about communicating their business in a crisis. Let's, um, let's take a step back because I have a feeling that a lot of listeners probably won't have listened to our previous podcast episode together because that was like last year. So Morgan, who are you and what does Martini Mondays do? 
So we at Martini Mondays are strategic and disruptive PRs. So we have a shake and not stir approach to PR, comms and branding. So we work with our clients to think outside the box and be strategic at all levels and have fun along the way. So we're a little bit different to the standard PR agency and most people who know me know that I'm a little bit more out there and fun and don't do boring anyway. So it's a bit of a reflection (laughs) of me. But, yeah, we work with... um, quite a variety of clients in different fields which keeps it interesting but the core focus is brands and people who don't do normal and want to disrupt what they do. Yeah and I guess now at the moment your big bread and butter is going to be that crisis comms so like what exactly is crisis comms for the people who don't know? So crisis comms in a nutshell is the way a brand and a person or an organisation responds to a crisis so that is quite there's quite a big layer to what crisis comms actually means. And for every business and person, it's going to be different. But essentially, in a nutshell, it's being able to put messaging out there and manage messaging of, out there for a brand in a really effective way uh, that keeps the public in the know and informed of what that business is doing because the public will then form opinions based on that messaging and that that crisis comms that's being put out there. But it means something different for every single business. Um, And as a small business, that will be completely different to a bigger company who would probably have a spokesperson internally involved who would manage all of the external comms, which is usually what you would do. You would put someone forward and they would manage all of the social media content, all of the messaging going out there so everything's consistent. But obviously a small business doesn't have that resource. Yeah. So they're navigating what should they be saying, when should they be saying it, and who should they be sharing it with. And there's so many different layers. It's not really a one-phase approach to, I'll just blast this message out and then everyone will know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Quite a sensitive time, as you would know as well, like what we would send in an EDM, we can't really say to our clients directly. Like we still need to be really personalised and help bring ease to the situation because the main feeling we're experiencing at the moment is fear and we want to really reduce that fear as much as we can um, to the wider public and also directly with our customers. Um, And I think there's so many businesses of all shapes and sizes in small business land that have been affected. Um, So the big ones who have been affected is the hospitality and the retail space. So being able to navigate that, like when a restaurant closes, what does that mean? and um, what do people have to put out there to ensure their customers know they're still there but they're just temporarily closed for now. So being able to navigate that can be quite hard. But like I say to any of our clients and when you're navigating this is just take a step back and just be really honest about what you're doing and how you're navigating this because transparency is absolute key at the moment Mm -hmm. and you don't have to go out there and put a massive crisis comms plan in place to be able to manage it effectively. It's just having honest communication um, that provides that transparency to everyone involved. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, I'd love to know, actually, have you seen any companies, you don't have to name them, but have you seen any companies or any examples of messaging or communication that's been way off the mark in the last couple of weeks? There's been a lot of comms going around and I'm sure you've seen them grace your inbox with the um, (laughs) we're monitoring the situation. (laughs) Um, So a lot of like copy and paste EDMs going around. Oh, yes. Um, And every business. (laughs) We're monitoring the situation and, I mean, you'd hope that you're monitoring the situation. I think we're all monitoring the situation. I love Um, getting emails from a business that I haven't dealt with for like five years being like, this is how we're handling it. And it's like, cool, 
I haven't been a client or a customer of yours in a long time. <laughs> I know, I know. It's um, it's quite funny to see um, all the same messages like coming through. But I think that's just an example of like just a cut, a cut, cut and paste job. But also, what does that mean to your customers? Like, yeah. okay, you're monitoring this, you're monitoring the situation, and you're working closely and effectively to make changes. But I guess, what does that mean to your customers? What does that mean to like your service offering or your product offering or um, what you're sort of doing to evolve. So I think that's where the magic lies, like really being able to break things down well and just being just being like super transparent um, in what you're doing. So we have a couple of clients who fall into a professional services area, so they're accountants and lawyers. Mm. So they actually have an obligation to um, put out very, very consistent regular updates. Yeah. Based on the um, the Prime Minister and Prime Minister announcements and what's happening with the um, the stimulus packages and um, forced downs and everything like that, that as well, because that's their advisory area. So if they were to be in that space and then completely go and shut down, they're actually putting their business business at high risk. Um, right. so they obviously have an obligation to let their clients know and inform them. Um, a lot of lawyers will be updating their websites almost daily. Um, with all of that information and the same with accountants, like where we're receiving like daily emails from our accountant as well with everything. So it's really looking at the industry that you're in as well to make sure that if you do have an obligation that you're actually honouring that obligation and keeping your clients and the wider public in the know of what's available to them and what they should be knowing as well. Yeah. And so for businesses that aren't in those industries where they have a bigger obligation and maybe like even businesses where it's business as usual, like say, for example, if you're a service-based business that's delivering your services via the internet, is it one of those cases where it's like you should just stay quiet about it unless you have something good to say or is it something that you should acknowledge or how do you go about it if it hasn't affected the way that you do business? It's definitely good to acknowledge what's going on in the current climate and to bring ease to your customers. If you are in a service-based industry and you're working with clients and customers directly, they could be concerned about, are you guys still working? Are you still operating? Are there any changes to the work you're doing for us? How will we work with you moving forward? And they're also interested to see what we're sort of doing um, and how it's sort of impacting us and how we can further help them. And I think the biggest takeaway for small businesses as well is to, and I said this to um, another friend of mine last week, is to always look at it from what kind of value can you offer right now yeah. and what kind of value can you offer to your customers and your clients? Like how can you best support them right now? And that could mean adapting the service that you're giving them. So you might be doing their, their advertising right now, but maybe they need support in their messaging pivoting or something like that, which isn't in line with the service that you're doing for them, but that might not they might need something more valuable right now. So having that conversation about how you can further support them will really help them get get through. Um, And the same, I guess, with the product business as well, like letting people know how this has affected their business and bring ease to the situation. Um, Saying something for for the sake of it is something I definitely wouldn't recommend, but really thinking about how you can bring ease to to your customers um, and making things a little bit easier. I've seen some great brands really adapting to that and finding effective ways to really support their clients um, with what they need. So um, over the last couple of weeks we've um, offered um, essentially like a 24-7 comms service to our clients. So basically like where 
they can let us know and they can contact us and we'll put together any additional messaging that they need to support them to get them through this because a lot of the time they're even confused by what this means. Yeah. So does that mean you're on call 24-7 at the moment? Essentially, (laughs) for some clients. (laughs) Madness. Oh, my goodness. I guess, yeah, the bigger businesses or like businesses that are in industries that have been really impacted, I suppose they need that extra support. Yes, and it's actually how crisis comms operates. Usually you'd work in shift work um, oh. if you were working in an agency or an in-house company to sort of manage the crisis on a 24-7 cycle if there's like groundbreaking crises happening. Mm. Um, and it's just sort of our way to support our clients further with what they need. And as you know, the updates always come at really inconvenient times, like at 9 mm-hmm. o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Australian <laughs> Government. <laughs> is where all the press conference seemed to be. So, yeah, we just like to be there to really help them navigate that. And usually we have to get out statements straight away, especially for our, um, our law-focused clients as well. So just being able to provide that support. Of course, small businesses don't have to do that, but I think if you're in an industry or a business that is directly affected by these government changes or your clients are, it's just best practice to notify them as quickly and efficiently as you can. Yeah, and I guess it's like it's a matter of, say, for example, if you're a cafe, telling your audience and your customers and making it known that you can't be open because the government won't let you be open rather than having somebody turn up expecting to be able to sit down and have a meal at your cafe and to find that they can't. Absolutely, totally. And I think they would love to support you with a take with ordering takeaway as well. So I think if that is easily available information, um, that's going to further help support the business and their customers too. I've seen some great restaurants in Brisbane do it really well. And then I've seen some others that I've come across and I've wondered, are these guys doing takeaway or are they just shut because I can't see anything? Yeah. So it sort of leaves people like a bit unsure so then they don't continue to purchase from you. So, again, it's a mar- having that marketing available and so people know what's going on as well so they can make their own decisions too. Um, I ordered takeaway from somewhere last weekend and it was um, – it was awesome. It was um, from Echo in Newstead. Oh, yes. I've they, heard great things from them. Oh, like honestly the best food I've ever eaten. But actually their service was amazing. So basically they had like a set takeaway menu and all you had to do was like text this phone number with your order and they called you straight away to take your credit card over the phone and mm. then they had an area that you just picked it up from. And oh, the I love that. Process was like super clear. So you That's knew exactly so so I think that's a really great example of what restaurants um, can be doing as well to make sure that everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. And then in terms of, so the rest of us, like, you know, service-based, e-commerce, all of the other, <laughs> all of us other businesses that aren't in bricks and mortar, what are some of the mistakes that we can avoid making with our comms at this time? At the moment, a good thing to consider is not to pretend like this isn't happening or isn't going on. I think it's great to get back to business and I think we really need to keep pushing forward, as you know, and keep working with our clients and keep marketing ourselves. But I think we still need to be cautious of our messaging yeah, and how we're communicating our service offering to our clients and not ignoring it completely. So whether that's Facebook advertising or social media copy or even blogs, just being a little bit conscious about um, people's feelings at the moment and being empathetic and what people sort of need and how you can connect with them. And I think it's a great way to further support businesses who need that support, but just being conscious of the messaging and how it's um, conveyed as well is 
important. Yeah, I think I think one place where a lot of people get stuck is they don't know what to say, or they're so worried about seeming insensitive that they end up saying nothing at all. Have you seen that quite a bit lately? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And then there's brands that say too much, like yeah. almost like ten times a day. You're seeing the Insta stories, and it's like it's it's too much for people to see. So there there definitely is like a fine line mm. um, around sensitivity there over what you should be doing and not doing it and it's going to be different for every brand and I think every brand knows their audience well and they sort of know how to sort of like gauge them if they've done a lot of Instagram story content before they shouldn't stop that I think they should still keep doing that but just be a little bit more sensitive about what they can be putting out and maybe offer a little bit more value that's more in line with the current climate and what's happening. Yeah but also I think we also need to be careful not to deviate too much from the content that our audience is following us for. So like, for example, if I'm talking about launching, people don't suddenly want to hear from me about, I don't know, say the, the ins and outs of what the government says they can and can't do in terms of like where they can leave the house. And, you know, like they, they're following me for tips on, on launching. They don't want to suddenly follow me for government information. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely right. And we definitely just only expect that probably content from like the accountants. Yeah. And I think people still want to come to you to hear everything about launching and people are thinking more about launching now probably more than ever. Yeah. Um, I just use mine as an example. I mean, like, for example, people are following you for PR. So, but like you might, you might pivot slightly into talking more about crisis comms as you have been rather than talking about what they can and can't do because of the government. Yes, absolutely. I think it all comes down to how your business provides value as well and, and, and sticking to that and just being a little bit more conscious really, like just being a good human at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I've seen some Facebook ads going around and I think they've probably not been switched off from last year or <laughs> earlier in the year um, where yeah. there's like promoting events and weddings. And I think it's such an easy thing to do when you've got your hands on so many different pies and then you just completely forget that you've had an ads campaign running. Oh, I, so <laughs> you're going to laugh at this one. So I schedule my podcast episodes like weeks in advance and I had them basically all scheduled through to the first week of April because I was going to be in Bali. Well, I was meant to be getting back from Bali today. <laughs> that obviously didn't happen. And one of my episodes that I'd recorded and scheduled was how to get the most out of conferences and events as an introvert. And I think that one went live like a day or two after the government basically said no gatherings. (laughs) So yeah, that was a big belly up, but you know, like it's something, I guess people will get value out of that in the future. It was just not not ideal at the time. (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah. I think when it comes to PR as well, I've said this to a few small business owners in the last week, if you're pitching out a story at the moment or trying to um, get your business out there um, into the media, it's also being conscious of the journalists as well who are writing a lot of content at the moment and are obviously in the, the whole media landscape, which is a little bit crazy at the moment. I think it's just being a little bit conscious of them and maybe asking them what content would be really valuable to you right now. How yeah. can I best help? How how can I best help you? I'd love to put together X Y Z to provide a little bit of ease to your audience during this time. So it's always looking for like that value opportunity rather than that sell opportunity, which I think applies to all areas of business at the moment. Oh, hundred percent. Oh well, Morgan, you've been amazing. This has been a lovely chat. Do you have any last tips or anything you want to share before I ask you where our audience can find out more about you? 
Um, I think that's basically, yeah, basically all of my hot tips. But Yay. like, I think <laughs> just come back to come back to that honesty, transparency, and value adding, and I think you'll be um, in the right direction. But I'm always happy to provide any tips and tricks if anyone's got a question. Yay! And they can find you at Martini Mondays on Instagram. And where else can they find you? martinimondays.com.au is our website um, where you can find everything you need to know about us and then we're also on LinkedIn as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Morgan. Thanks, Steph.